Facebook and Instagram have launched a paid ad-free subscription in Europe. According to The Verge, never to be confused with The Verb, Anne. One of oh, no. Bands, don't, for, don't ever confuse those two. Don't ever confuse that, no. The service is available throughout the European Union. This new service is available only in the European Union and will be offered around £9.99p per month on the web or £10.99p per month on iOS and Android to account for additional fees on those platforms. I hope I got my P's right, Phil Thorne. I'm sure you'll correct me if I didn't. That was not an easy one for me to do. It's by all right. Making, yeah, but I got through it, Anne. By making users choose between paying for the service to remove ad targeting or using the service for free, but consenting to its data collection practices, Meta, Meta also known as, believes it will have more clearly and definitively met privacy requirements set by a collection of European data laws, including the Digital Markets Acts and GDPR. So that gives you the impetus for why Meta has gone in this direction. And Yes. My question for you, though, is not so much what do you think of this new subscription offering, but more what do you think are the long-term implications of this announcement on retail? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I go right away to the huge, huge bucket of money that media buyers on the brand side have been putting into platforms like Facebook and Instagram for so long. And now with this enabled, not everybody's going to go for the paid version, but the people paying for the paid version or the ad-free version of Facebook and Instagram, those are people that those brands want to have access to. Like those right. are the people who have the budgets to spend on this type of thing. So I think that to me signals a big change and shift into where these media buyers are going to start to look to spend their money. I mean, likely platforms like TikTok, Snap, but I think it's even an indicator potentially that some of that money could now go to some of these retail media networks um, who can maintain a one-to-one -one relationship with those high value customers. So I think, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm curious how much people are willing to pay for this if they are, but from a Facebook and Instagram perspective, like, yeah, go for it. I mean, you're, it makes you more GDPR compliant. You're, you're testing there's to no see risk. if there's a demand. Yeah, exactly. There's no risk yeah. and any, any potential loss here could be for the, you know, for the the money that they're making from those media buyers and from the brand buys mm -hmm. could be made up here in some subscription revenue. So I think it makes complete sense that they're going in this direction or that they're at least testing it in these markets. Um, but what, what the implications are, where we see that, that spend going from the brands, um, I think will be, will be interesting, could fuel the, the retail media networks, in my opinion. Yeah, that's it. This is why I love doing this show, Ann, because I love having this authentic dialogue with you where we're talking and we're conversing and and because I'm listening to you in real time, like you're bringing up new points in my head that I had never even thought about. And so the way that I think about what you just said is I think there's going to be two big winners from this decision ultimately, because like you said, like some amount of people will probably sign up for this, right? right. So that means there's going to be less advertising dollars that want to seek out these platforms in that way. And so then what are the implications of that? Well, one, and this is the point I hadn't thought about until just now, yeah. the influencers are going to win on this. Because the influencers you are choosing to follow on Instagram. So you are yeah. still going to see the influencers that you choose to follow, I would imagine, yeah. which is yeah. going to make them a much more powerful advertising pulpit for you as a brand. Yeah, for sure. Secondarily, is like you said, the retail media networks are going to come into play here. And the wholesaler is going to win too. 
the wholesale relationships right. are going to win. So we've been talking about DTC, but this is going to make it harder for DTC to reach their customers. They're going to have to think about wholesale more overtly. They've already started going in that direction yep. because of all the other changes that have gone on in this space. But now that's going to become even more important. So those are my two big winners here. And I think we're looking at the decade of the influencer and the wholesaler as we go forward here. That's that's my prediction. Yeah, the influencer, I hadn't thought about that either, but that made you, I think that's a really strong point. And the wholesaler thing totally makes sense. I mean, we just heard this week about Glossier reporting their first year of earnings right. from their Sephora stores being $100 million in sales this last year alone. So I think you're 100% right. I think, you know, that there is a, a major shift coming for that wholesale relationship that the D2C brands, now that they're, they could be losing this, this relationship and this, this platform. Um, yeah, that's going to be massive. And Absolutely particularly massive. when you layer in the retail media side, like you just said, Anne. I think yeah, that's a yeah, brilliant. Point. Yeah, yeah.